What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 128, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, and today I am joined by the Academy man himself, Mr. Fiscal Copy. Ethan, how you doing? We're having a little make, special Sunday episode. You make me sound like I'm like an actor and I'm going to the Academy Awards. It's it's great, but no, it's it's much less thrilling than that, or more, depending on what you think of. Uh, but I'm sure I'll talk about it on I Hate My Friends one of these days. Um, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be here this weekend with you talking about video games because I'm not getting enough video games in my life right now, Kevin. We were talking before the show. I have serious FOMO, especially with Resident Evil 4. I, Ooh, yeah, I basically yeah, yeah. can't play video games right now, Monday through Friday, only on the weekends. And on the weekends, I'm trying to spend as much time with my family. <laughs> so video games are not priority for me. I might get in a couple hours of No Man's Sky or Call of Duty here and there. But the next four weeks, it's it's a wash for me. And I'm really sad about it. But I'm here to talk about video games with you, Kevin. So I'm excited about that. Well, listen, when, when you're done, you're going to have a great backlog to come back to. All right. I don't need anything else <laughs> in my backlog, Kevin. <laughs> My backlog's already miles long. It's never going to get finished. All I'm doing is shooting myself in the foot right now. I need to take a vacation or something. Ooh, I just scheduled my vacation, actually, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, You know what's funny is I was like, you got you to plan, like, what week in the summer will have the least amount of game releases? <laughs> so you can do the backlog. Exactly. So I don't have to worry about it. And it turns out, end of July. End of July so far you know is what? when... We need to start that trend for us is we all need to take a week off a year to get our backlog through. Like comment below. Has anybody ever taken days off to work on their backlog? I need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> backlog? No. New releases? Yes. Okay. Yeah, for definitely sure. new releases. Yeah. <laughs> I, pre- I pretended I quit football once for the Halo Reach <laughs> Reach launch. I didn't show up to practice. I'm like, yeah, I quit. <laughs> and then he's like, no, you didn't. You just wanted to get Halo Reach at GameStop. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah worth it. Worth it. It was well, great. It was great. Anyone listening, remember, this is Project X Talk at Xbox Podcast. We're usually live every Thursday uh, night, and we will be this Thursday as well, the 31st, or is it 30th? Uh, 30, 30th? 30th. I don't even 30th. know what day it is, Kevin. We'll be live on the 30th this week, but this is a special Sunday episode because I had some personal stuff to take care of last Thursday, and Ethan was away. But I think this Thursday I'll be joined by Jam Pack Sam from the exhibition Ooh. channel over there so go check him out i know uh he I'm just recently ended that. his podcast but he's doing some great content still so if you're looking forward to that make sure to hit the subscribe button we post every usually friday morning on all your audio services this one will go up right after we're done recording here just to, to make up for it make sure while you're over there drop us a five-star rating on apple spotify whatever platform you prefer a lot of people listening through radio line i don't know what the hell radio line radio. is but yo like 52 percent of our audience on audio is listening through radio line and I'm there's like, some weird know. frequency that picks us up in russia and it's just a remote village listening to project x talk every week kevin who knows yo shout out <laughs> to the france <laughs> listeners okay i oh i saw i saw some somebody in france all right but we oui, we oui. if you want to support us to get early access to all save the game media content like no limits frame by frame i hate my friends and exclusive post shows head over to patreon.com slash save the game media choose the that's right for you like our current patreon supporters so thank you to bucky blue hopple alpaca tom amon fabulous brianna brianna's mom brianna's brother brianna's wife nikolai at night cypher primus brendan myers marcus o'neill lillian mimi j the snack network David Hotright, Dave Harp, and the Xbox Expansion Pass. Thank you all for your support. We appreciate each and every one of you. But, Ethan, now that we got the housekeeping out of the way, let's start 
each and every week by going around the room and asking one question. That question is, what have you been playing? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Advanced communication techniques. That's what I've been playing, Kevin. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. I'm learning a lot, but uh, I'm not playing any video games, which could be a good thing. Maybe I needed a break. Maybe it was becoming a problem. Who knows? No, you're right. It's never a problem. Play too much. Um, I guess jumped on a No Man's Sky a little bit, discovered some planets, found an alien that looked like a butt on legs. It was pretty funny. Um, That's really it. honestly. So I'm going to have to defer to you on this. Listen, I bet people tuned in today. They're like, oh, yo, Resident Evil 4 is out. They're going to be talking yeah. about this banger of a game. Nah, nah, nah. Go watch No Limits. They'll talk about it. I'm <laughs> sure they will talk about I know, it. <laughs> I know, Kyle. I know people. We got people in Save the Game Media playing it. Oh, yeah. But let me, got, let me tell you, my Xbox hasn't been turned on in probably a week. Oh, no. Maybe more. <laughs> and that's because I'm about to preach the gospel of neon falcom and trails of cold steel just lost me i don't know what's going on here <laughs> you know i played trails to azure or azure as i correct yeah um i'm in man i'm deep diving in oh, no i finished the ease series i finished all those games and then i was like what game do i what games do i have to play in order to to understand Trails into Reverie when it comes out in July. And everyone was like, you need the Crossbell arcs, which are the two I played, and then you need the Cold Steel games, all four of them. And you could need the Sky games, but those ones are less important to this overall, but you should play them anyway. And I was like, all right, I'm in. I bought all four at once for full full price. Is this the new trend with you? You you find a JRPG that you like, and then you're like hyper fixating on it, and you're gonna beat the entire series. This year, see, I was talking about it with Luke last week, where I was like, "You ever you ever just find a series and you just deep that?" Because I played a bunch of Ease games already this year, oh, yeah. and now Trails, I am into it. So I bought all four Trails of Cold Steel games. I'm about to wrap up Trails of Cold Steel one, probably maybe today, may, probably tomorrow, uh, and then I'm just going right for it, bro. I have a calendar. And it was like, of course you do. Have have this chapter beat by this date, so I can <laughs> so I can fit all four of these games before <laughs> Trails into Reverie comes out. All right, dude. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, April's pretty empty, but then May, we May we got Redfall coming out, we got oh, Atlas yeah. Fallen, and then Jude is Diablo Four Final wow. Fantasy. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, but listen, my goal was to have Cold Steel One done, like. A week and a half after today, <laughs> I'm way ahead of schedule. Right? Okay, I'm that's flying. good. So, I I'm loving this series. It's great. It's the story is just it's just it's basically like the MCU but for JRPGs. Okay, because every story takes place in a different little area, and then they all like come together. You'll have crossover characters like you showing see, up randomly. It's gonna get confusing for me. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna oh, lose yeah. my train of thought halfway through. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm loving this series. Can't I cannot wait to play them more. And it's like, will, will I burn out playing four like intense JRPGs in I'm a row? Surprised you haven't no, burned no. out playing JRPGs period yet this year, Kevin. It's year RPGs. That's all I'm saying. I guess I, it's what I'm doing. I, I I know I beat 91 games last year. I'm working on number 19 for this year, but that's just because JRPGs are slowing me down, yeah. man. 
Why they gotta be so long? I gotta ask because you started with East, right? You mm-hmm. you crushed like forty games of the East series. You're playing now Trails. What's the next one on the docket? What do you think is the next JRPG series you're gonna dive into? I'm assuming you've played all of the Tales series, correct? No, I haven't. You have not. No, and the problem with that, I've played a lot of the Tales games. Um, the problem is a lot of them are locked to older PlayStation consoles, which I didn't uh, okay. have. And we were talking before. This is why backstage before we went live, I was talking about beating in the game store yesterday and seeing yeah. these retro games and how Tales of Hearts R is going for $230 for the PlayStation Vita. And I'm like, even if I wanted to dive into the older Tales games, which I do, they're not accessible and they're crazy expensive they're locked all these older consoles so like we need we need some ports we need some remasters come on playstation i don't i don't know what the next series i dive into is though i was i was thinking maybe star ocean but uh, i'm not sure that would be a big one (laughs) i'm not sure i'll have to think about it listen trails will keep me busy because then oh yeah after i finish these four and then reverie i got the Sky Trilogy on Steam ready to go. Oh. And then Kuro no Kaseki is coming at some point, which is the next two after that. And then we're all caught up. Then we're all caught what up. What about Shin Megami Tensei? How much are you in on that? We're going to talk about that later. Yes, in we are. <laughs> I just wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, loving the Trails games. That's that's really, I'll, I'll report awesome. back, I guess. But it's they're not on Xbox, so I don't really have much to say for this yeah. audience. Unfortunately, they're on uh, Steam and PlayStation. Great games, but yeah. That's that's gonna be my life for the next few weeks until we get some uh, <laughs> get some stuff. games. Okay, but let's uh, let's jump into some news. What do you think about that? Let's do it. All right. Story number one: We have the Microsoft response to the CMA. Microsoft has released a 27-page supplemental response to the notice of possible remedies for the CMA. While a lot of the response is redacted and retreads old ground that we've already covered, it does have some new information. I went through digging and in section 2.12, there might be a glimpse into the future of Call of Duty stating, quote, at the remedies hearing, the CMA asked Microsoft if the 10-year duration is sufficient and whether there would be a cliff edge for Sony at the end of this period. The 10-year period is redacted. Microsoft considers that a period of 10 years is sufficient for Sony as a leading publisher and console platform to develop alternatives to Call of Duty. The 10-year term will extend into the next generation of consoles moreover the practical effect of this remedy will go beyond the 10-year period since game downloads in the final year of the remedy can continue to be played for the lifetime of that console and beyond with backwards compatibility so we have another statement after that but i want to get your initial reactions because to me this sounds a lot like hey you got 10 years to make a competitor and then call of duty's gone yeah, that's honestly how I decipher this too. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with Microsoft's assessment. I don't know if 10 years is enough to make something that could even potentially compete with Call of Duty. I mean, you got to think Call of Duty has that name recognition. Everybody, even those who aren't people who play video games, know what Call of Duty is, right? It has that name recognition. It has that um, sort of 
rotation or groove where they're putting out a game every year or two years or three years. You know, they have multiple development teams that are, you know, already in on it, who already know how to develop a Call of Duty game. And all they're doing is updating it and adding new content every time they come out with a new iteration. Sony has to go from the ground up. You got to get R&D. You got to find the right studios to do it, which honestly is probably going to be Bungie. I mean, that's the only studio I can think that can make a large scale first person shooter. But Bungie has made it clear that Sony is not going to tell them what to do or how to do their thing right so you have to get Bungie on board or you have to find another developer that can get on board so 10 years i think sony could do it they have the money they have the talent they have the the studios there to make a competitor i just don't know how feasible it really is going to be though and and even if they do end up making a major first person shooter that's going to be sort of a the face of their console it's not going to hold a candle to Call of Duty's popularity. It really isn't. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to see what how Sony sort of responds to this. I think 10 years is a good deal to keep Call of Duty on your console. Um, I think Sony should be working towards trying to keep Call of Duty on the console, um, maybe trying to make deals with Xbox. We'll see what that could look like. Could that mean Game Pass on PlayStation? I mean, we've talked about these crazy out-of-the-box ideas, and every time we shut them down and say this is ridiculous, but then something like that happens, and it's pretty incredible. Like Call mm -hmm. of Duty on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> when, when could we have envisioned that? It doesn't make sense, and now we're wondering how that's going to look. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Sony's response is. I, I don't think 10 years is enough time, honestly, to get a series as big and popular as Call of Duty. But hey, maybe the CMA will buy that. Yeah, 10 years basically gives you, you can probably develop what, two, well, two games for one studio if you spread right. it out and try to rapid fire, which we know PlayStation is doing with their live service games. They said they have right. 10 in development for the next few years. So they are trying. Uh, I know Bungie in particular has games in development like Matter. Um, I, I think one's mm -hmm. an extraction shooter and then the other is more of a, a PvP focus game like I, th I think Overwatch type game, like an arena shooter. Yep. So could that be the answer to Call of Duty? I don't know. It's kind of a different player base it's kind of a different mold than what call of duty is what it gives to the gaming community at large i don't think name recognition it's going to take more than 10 years to build up that cachet yeah. right nobody's gonna whatever playstation puts out even if it's great even if it's popular it's going to take years and years for that to build like the notoriety that call of duty has the popularity get people in these games take a while to, to to foster and the player base and the community take a while to get engaged and grow to the level of something like COD. So 10 years, I'm with you. I don't really know if it's enough time. I understand from a business perspective, they're giving you 10 years because they're never going to say in per perpetuity, right? Like right. you're never going to get those. You can have it for 20 years. Like that's a ridiculous yeah, amount. Yeah. Like th that's so long. So I think, Right now, if I'm if I'm Jim Ryan, I'm I'm calling Xbox and like we're gonna sign that deal. All right, like that's that's right. great. We we need Call of Duty to fund our development of the Call of Duty competitor. But I'm also thinking maybe I know they're saying this now, but maybe in ten years the situation changes. Maybe Xbox will see, hey, even though the game is on Game Pass and Xbox and all this. PlayStation maybe is still the preferred platform to play on for some reason. Maybe the revenue stream over there is just so significant that they can't fathom taking it away because the 10 years didn't play out the way Xbox imagined it, right? 
Right. And that's the point that I was going to bring up. And I'm glad you said that because I look at Call of Duty predominantly as a PlayStation, you know, platform game. Um, more people play Call of Duty on PlayStation than any other console. And I think more than PC, too. I mean, PlayStation is a huge revenue stream for the Call of Duty franchise. So not only do you have PlayStation that needs to find an alternative if Call of Duty is going to go away from its platform, Xbox also has to figure out a way to make up that difference of when Call of Duty gets taken off of PlayStation 5. Because guess what? You're going to lose a ton of revenue once that game comes off of the PlayStation 5. So I don't know if maybe Sony needs to try and keep its players on its platform to basically leverage Xbox and say, hey, if you take it off our platform, you're losing half your revenue. So you might as well extend this deal now because it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And how is Xbox going to move players off of PlayStation onto the Xbox ecosystem? Is it going to be Game Pass that gets them over? Is it going to be exclusive deals that get them over? It'll be interesting to see their marketing strategies and how they can sort of compete getting the players from one system to another. It's in my mind, I because the deals promise content parity, right? So right. there can't be exclusive stuff to Xbox because oh, it'll go true. against yep. the deals. So in my mind, it really comes down to Game Pass being the draw. And whether or not that pans out is a, it's a gamble from Xbox. It's a big draw for a lot of players, I think, to know like, hey, I can pay $15 and I can get all these games plus Call of Duty every year. I think that's a great incentive for a lot of people. But there is a large portion of the player base that's like, you know, my preferred platform is PlayStation. I'm just going to keep paying the $70 that I've been paying every year. Like, it's not a big deal to them. They would rather do that than switch to an ecosystem them, switch to something that maybe their friends aren't on or they don't really like the controller or the ui or whatever reason they have not to do it so it really it's it's a gamble they need to account for that when they're deciding hey do we take the hit and lose all this money yeah. and make it exclusive in the hopes that once we do all those players will flood over to the the xbox ecosystem it's not a guaranteed thing so i it is a risk analysis that they're going to have to do at the end of the 10 years yep. and in in my mind i say keep place keep playstation in the loop yes. keep call of duty everywhere for it just how i see it but i it is interesting to read this that it might not happen it does seem like in their minds call of duty might go exclusive after 10 years yeah, um, I, I think you're right. This does read like it's going to go exclusive. I hope that's not the case because at the end of the day, PlayStation is a huge revenue stream for that franchise. It's going to make the games better because you have more players in the ecosystem. You have more revenue so that you can make better games, advance the technology. And Xbox has plenty of IPs from the rest of the ABK deal that they can use to make exclusive. We've talked about that at length, about all the different single-player IPs that they're going to be sort of revitalizing uh, on the Xbox that we're all going to be excited for. So hopefully it is. it does not go exclusive. If I was Jim Bryan right now, I'd be asking for 15 years. I would be trying to get extensions. I'd be, you know, working up to the end of the 10 years. I would be calling them saying, hey, we need to extend this because Call of Duty needs to stay everywhere. Well, that's funny because part two of this story, uh, the CMA have updated their provisional findings. So the CMA is now saying ahead of its final decision next month, they seem to change course, narrowing their concerns. And they now say they don't believe the acquisition of Activision Blizzard would significantly lessen competition. This... Uh, I saw this break and everyone is going wild like, oh, like th they're completely approved. Like they still have concerns over cloud gaming. All right. Despite Xbox's right. new deals, all they're all they're now saying is 
listen, we don't think competition will be lessened significantly after Xbox making these 10 years deals, which are doing having the effect that they wanted to right? the Nintendo deal, the Nvidia deal, the Boosteroid and Ubitus and whatever deals they may continue to make in the next few weeks. It's having the desired effect by them being like, okay, they're making the, 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 what we wanted them to do, the concessions, they're making the concessions to put this everywhere. Right. And PlayStation, you need to you need to get in line, all right? Like, if the CMA was a huge hurdle, and now it seems like they're going to approve the deal, that's where they're leaning towards anyway from these provisional updates. So if I'm PlayStation, I'm not putting all of my bets on the FTC because the EU apparently is leaning towards approving the deal, the CMA, mm-hmm. and then the FTC would be the last big hurdle, and they're a mess right now, and from the legal analysts I've heard talk about the deal like whole law, they don't yeah. really have a case. So PlayStation, I think you need to get in touch with Xbox to get this deal done. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think both the CMA and the FTC came out of the gate way too hard and fast, and they put their foot in their mouth on multiple occasions. I remember we were reading a lot of the press releases and going, what are they talking about? These guys have no understanding of the video game industry, right? Um, and I think this is the culmination of what we all thought would happen. I, I I knew that this would eventually fade away and that Xbox would prove that this is not monopolizing the video game industry. It doesn't make any sense. I think the FTC will fall in line. I think the FTC is going to be a little more stubborn because that's just how American government works. That's just how American politics works. You don't embarrass the government because they will go after you. And I think Microsoft is willing to go after the government in this and fight for this acquisition. And I think the FTC eventually is going to have to just you know, keel over like the CMA has done here. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's just another step forward, another step towards never having to talk about this again. And we can mm-hmm. start seeing these great IPs come out again and we can play more video games. <laughs> yes, the, there's deadlines coming up basically every month for this. So yep. we're going to start getting these decisions. I think the, the CMA is April, the EU is May. And then yep. I believe the FTC is like June, which I think is supposed to be mm-hmm. like the closing day anyway. So next few months, we should hopefully be done with this uh, unless the FTC really drags this out and it's like, <laughs> we're going, we're going to court. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, let's talk yeah. about something semi related, but not legally. The Microsoft app store could be coming. So speaking with the financial times, Phil Spencer says that Microsoft is preparing to launch a new app store for games on iPhones and Androids, and that the store could be up and running as soon as next year if the acquisition is cleared, saying, quote, we want to be in a position to offer Xbox and content for both us and third-party partners across any screen where somebody would want to play. Today, we can't do that on mobile devices, but we want to build towards a world that we think will be coming where those devices are opened up. So, Ethan... You uh, you looking to have a Microsoft App Store to play Xbox games on your phone? No, um, <laughs> I we we've talked about this a couple times, I think, and and I've always asked the question of what exactly is this going to look like? I've heard a lot about this App Store thing. Is this just going to be for their mobile games and their mobile games that they're acquiring through King? Is this going to be a cloud-based platform where you can play all of these games on cloud? Is this going to be a system in which you just buy your games and you can download on your console, which already exists with the current Xbox app? So I'm not really sure if they're just separating the main Xbox app with like their cloud gaming capabilities and you're just going to have two separate apps that you go to, which doesn't quite make sense to me i think you should just have everything in one for convenience sake um but 
All I know is that this is definitely going to open up a can of worms, especially with Google Play and Apple Store. I, I, I think we've seen clearly that they will go after anyone with litigation that wants to try and sell things through apps um, where Apple or Google Play can't get a cut. Right. And I, they went over after Epic Games, Kindle store. You can't even buy books on your Kindle app anymore on anything because it doesn't it, make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. You have to go to your web browser, buy the book and then like stuff like that. It's really frustrating. So to come out and say boldly, we're going to put an app store on your phones and not mention that, you know, you're going to have to go through Google Play or Apple Store. That's obviously going to upset those companies. Um, and we'll see how that plays out. I guarantee we're going to have to go through more court fights with this. And I, I don't know anything about this realm. I really don't care mm -hmm. about the mobile gaming realm. I don't know if they might win or not. I pay attention to Hogue Law and all these legal experts that are going to be talking about it. Because guarantee you coming down the line, we're going to be talking about it. It's going to yeah, be crazy. It seems they're placing their bets on the iPhone and Android market really opening up, um, allowing right. for more marketplaces that isn't the Google Play Store, that isn't the App Store on your iPhone, right? They are like, hey, we're going to have our own little thing you can download and buy games and buy all this separate stuff that Apple won't be have any say in. And I'm like, this is a these are lofty ambitions. Tell that to Apple. <laughs> um, the, uh, listen. They are making headway in the mobile space. Mighty Doom. I don't know if you've uh, you've seen this uh, going. They just released a, a Doom game for phones, and it's oh. doing really well. Apparently, it's a Ooh. really good mobile game, and they're having some success there. So, the if the acquisition closes and then they get the King branch with Candy Crush, I assume they're going to put more development resources into the mobile space, and that's really where they're hedging their bets on this. Um, I can guarantee you they're going to be filled with microtransactions and stuff that I will oh, yeah. enjoy, but yeah. apparently I'm always surprised how big mobile gaming is, okay? All right? We're, Genshin Impact, all right? My note well, Kyle, <laughs> my brother, started as a mobile game. Makes tons of money, all right. Maybe yep. Xbox starts coming out with these gotcha games, okay? They'll be raking People in the playing dough. Fortnite on mobile. I mean, That's there's so many games. Me. There's so many games that can come. PUBG is huge on mobile. I mean, there's lots that of different true. types of games that can come to mobile. It's crazy. Yeah, phones, phone. Don't you have phones? They're getting better. I, I just got I the brand new S23 Ultra, Kevin, and I'm excited uh, to get that in the mail. It's coming. What I what iPhone is that? I don't. Oh God! Here we go. Um, Don't even start with me. I actually know technology, so I have an, an Android, Kevin. Sorry. Listen, I have an eight S. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got an old one. I can't. So I'm about uh, I'm about six models behind on the iPhone. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. about six models behind on the Android. So. I just don't we're, do phones. We're both cheap. We like to spend our money on video games. We all That's have right. the latest consoles. So we can't say Listen, nothing. <laughs> all those cold steel games. Okay, I could have yeah. put that towards a phone, <laughs> but I didn't. Exactly. Well, good luck to Xbox at the mobile store, but let's talk yeah. about something more fun. Like, is SMT coming to Xbox Game Pass? In recent months, we've seen Xbox continue its excellent relationship with Sega-owned studio Atlas, known for Persona and Shin Megami Tensei. Atlas and Xbox have added the following to Game Pass in recent months, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal, along with Soul Hackers 2 recently coming. According to a new rumor, the Shin Megami Tensei series could also be following suit rumors on reddit and 4chan imply that shin megami tensei 3 nocturne hd remaster what a title shin megami, shin megami tensei 4 shin megami tensei 4 apocalypse and shin megami, 
Shin Megami Tensei 5 could be joining <laughs> the series. And an announcement is apparently supposed to take place in May during the 30th anniversary celebration. Say Shin Megami Tensei <laughs> 18 <laughs> times and tell me you don't slip up, okay? I was thinking about that while you were while you were rattling off those names there. Um, but in all seriousness, it, this is really exciting. I've never played any of the Shin Megami Tensei games, and uh, I've always wanted to kind of dive into it. I remember when Shin Megami Tensei 5 came out, and I got a little excited about it, but I think there was another game coming out at the time that I wanted to play instead. Um, so it, it's just good to see Xbox continuing that way forward of chipping away and getting more jrpgs onto the platform especially game pass i think that's the key there is you've got to get a lot of these games on game pass and that will help you expand in the japanese market as well because i mean it's just a great value we've seen the series s is selling like hotcakes over there people are loving it to use it as a game pass machine um and i think putting these games on there are just going to make it more popular for everyone and i know there's plenty of fans out there like you who love your jrpgs and seeing this is just really exciting you can play all five of these games for free without having to download them all and and all and pay for them and this is pretty great um so good to see i'm excited i'm definitely gonna jump into them and and play a little bit we'll see um and I, i'm hoping that we just see more of this throughout the rest of the year ethan yeah do you know that you do you you know persona is a spinoff of shin megami tensei right I, I knew they were related somehow. I did. Okay. I thought it was the other way around, though. I thought no. Shin Megami Tensei was a spinoff of Persona. No. Persona is the spinoff of Isn't Shin Megami Persona Tensei. Is Persona the more popular one, though? I'm uh, yeah. I hear I that. Say, more. I want to say yes, but I don't actually know in terms of sales. So it's funny mm. because it, Persona One and Two actually have the Shin Megami Tensei like name in the in the title. Oh. Um, and what's funny is Shin Megami Tensei are incredibly hard games. They're they hard. are they are the dark souls of JRPGs. Really? Yes. <laughs> they are brutally difficult. Um, that sounds cool. <laughs> and that is why I like Persona more because you get social elements, you get like bonding, uh, yep. and it's not ridiculously hard. These games are brutally difficult. <laughs> um, I will not be playing these. It would be awesome for the service, awesome for people that like these types of games. This is this is not for me. Okay, this is not the spinoff. I'm looking. I like the like Soul Hackers Two is also a spinoff. So the Soul yep. Hacker series. They all have the same like demon like sort of thing going on. But uh, I I can't be bothered to play a game that's hard. All right, I played Bloodborne <laughs> this year for six hours. Okay, can't I can't do it. Hey, you know I'm a fan of my Souls like so maybe I'll jump into this. Well, long yeah. why'd you break on me? Uh, it's turn-based, so Ethan. So I know, oh, I, it's turn-based and so like how does that? That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're getting a little more into the uh, the turn-based these days. Yeah, with this the might be a little too much Odyssey, for me. But <laughs> yes, these are these keep the turn-based combat. It's just uh, they make it really hard. See, One Piece Odyssey, I could fast forward and just gum gum gatling everything. All right, oh, I was having so a great good. time. <laughs> so fun. Go check oh, out a review for the it. Trails games have turbo mode. All right, when you Google yeah. how long to Ooh. beat. When you Google how long to beat, it says 60 hours. I'm about to roll credits in like the 20-ish range. All right. Yeah. So it ain't game 60. developers turbo turbo mode, turbo mode for turn-based <laughs> JRPGs is where it's at. Okay. Exactly. Give us turbo mode of these. It won't help you, but you'll die quicker and then you can get back into it. <laughs> you can okay? get back into it, die again. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, cool rumor for those interested, but we do have yeah. the actual game pass update. So available right now, you can play Nino Kuni. Two Revenant Kingdom The Prince's Edition for Cloud Console PC. On March 28th, you get MLB The Show 23 for Cloud Console. 
on March 30th. You get infinite guitars for cloud console and PC. And that is all you get for the second half of this month. Uh, I assume they stopped it there because they wanted to get back to that every two weeks thing instead of going yeah, into maybe. it. Was, it was an awkward time frame they had. But also, I will make the argument that these are some pretty big games. I'm not sure about Infinite Guitars. I'm not sure what that is. But I played a little bit in Nino Kuni, um, Wrath of the White Witch, when mm -hmm. that first got dropped. I think it was like Shadow Drop during the Tokyo Game Show, if I remember correctly. Go check out yeah. our live react for that. That was fun. Um, and uh, so I know that's a very large JRPG. I played probably four hours of it. I was enjoying it, but um, just timing was bad. Um, I didn't. I didn't have time to sink 45 hours into a JRPG. Um, so cool to get that big game. And will be the show 23. You know me. That's my only sports game that I play. So I'm really, really excited for this. I am going to be talking about it probably next week if I'm on. Or no, you said you have a guest the week after. Whenever I'm on next, I will talk about it because I'm definitely going to be getting it. I'm going to be playing a lot of it. It's going to be a really great time. Um, I already played a little bit of the beta. I have some things I don't like about it. I think it's kind of a step back, but we'll see once the full version gets released. Um, so that's a pretty big game for Game Pass. Uh, more MLB The Show. That's always fun. So I'm excited. Uh, for anyone curious, Infinite Guitars is a rhythm RPG where players must dodge through rhythm-based attacks and retaliate with electrifying guitar solos. Hey, I like the rhythm guitar game we played earlier this year. <laughs> Except you got to bash people over the head with the guitar. So I don't know if this is the same. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure, but but I'm seeing some things here. Um, there's nothing for me in this game pass drop, okay. And even yeah. if there was, I'm committed to. I'm in a committed relationship with Trails to Cold Steel, okay. Yeah, I, I don't have time for anything else. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's there's nothing here that piques my interest. I, I heard Nino Kuni Two is really good. Um, yeah. MLB the Show obviously is huge every single year for those that play. The sports mm -hmm. game i remember i played about an hour of the 21 and then never went back so, mm -hmm. so that's where i'm at baseball is just puts me to sleep that's that's yeah, where i'm at it, it little, puts little, most people to sleep I'm a psychopath. yeah all right ethan our final news story for the week crash team rumble has new yes. information and a release date let's go everyone <laughs> activision has confirmed that crash team rumble will release on june 20th a closed beta will be available for those that pre-order the game on april 20th through the 24th the game will cost 30 dollars for the standard edition and a 40 dollars deluxe edition will also be available standard edition will include the game beta access and a premium battle pass for season one deluxe edition will give you all of the above a premium battle pass for season two a 20 five instant tier unlock for season one in a digital proto pack with skins and items we've also learned a bit more about the game including a gameplay trailer so check that out if you haven't seen it the roster will have heroes and villains split into three roles that include blocker booster or scorer players work together to bank the most wumpa fruit each character will have their own unique relic powers and it will include cross-platform play so ethan you uh how you feeling about crash team rumble dude I'm actually really excited for this. I watched that gameplay trailer. I got really hyped. Honestly, I love this price point. $30 for Standard Edition, $40 for Deluxe Edition. I think they're very, very generous packages. I'm definitely going to be getting the Deluxe Edition if that means I'm getting this Battle Pass and a bunch of premium items and everything. I think this is going to be a fun game to jump into. I loved Crash 4. 
Um, I played the living hell out of that game. I did a lot of the challenges. I went back, did speed runs, did a bunch of stuff. I don't usually do that with games, but this game I really, really loved. And I know this is just in the style of Crash 4. It has the same platform and mechanics. It's, it's just an arena battler type thing. So I'm really excited to jump into this. I'm hoping to get some games in with you guys. Um, the beta, you said, was April 20th to the 24th. So mm -hmm. I am actually graduating the 21st. Um, so I will be back and I'll have that weekend off. So we'll definitely be jumping into the beta. That's if you guys are going to all pre-order it. I'm definitely going to pre-order it so I can do that. It's going to be a really good weekend. Ethan, as the, as the resonant crash fanatic. Yes, sir. I've already pre-ordered the game. Of course you have. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I just wanted to confirm with you. <laughs> I, I didn't even look at the gameplay trailer. I saw release date. <laughs> I saw pre-order. I go $30 buy now. Oh, you didn't even get the deluxe? No, I didn't get the deluxe. It's forty um, bucks, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> but also point. like, what if it's what if it's not good? What if it's like one of those like you play for like I don't want to think like that. You know what if it, what if you play for a few weeks and then you, you don't even get to? I mean, it two. is going to be like the game you play. For, <laughs> yeah, there's no no chance I'm playing this game in the next year, Kevin. <laughs> what if it hits, bro? All right, I listen. Some previews came out. Ty guy Travis over IGN said it's yep. this is going to be a sleeper hit. I, I tweeted, okay, I was really excited for this. Like, I, I, I love Crash Bandicoot uh, 4v4 multiplayer game. I did look at the gameplay afterwards, and I think, like, this could be a lot of fun, like, strategizing, blocker, scorer, those kind of roles, playing as your favorite Crash characters. Like, I just love the whole universe. I think this could be a blast with, with some friends. And you can have private matches, too, so if you have enough friends, you could just have some, yeah. like, some fun going on there. I was excited and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go over to the old reddit.com and share my uh -oh. excitement with the fellow Crash Bandicoot fans. Uh -oh. And what did I find on the Crash Bandicoot subreddit? But everyone telling me that this game is a hot pile of garbage. What? And that if you're excited for it, you're an idiot. And that this should be a free-to-play game. That this looks like trash. Like just constant negativity just miserable <laughs> miserable human being i was like i thought crash bandicoot was supposed to be like fun silly platforming and now i go over here and you guys are all taking this way too like ridiculous Kevin, i'm gonna give you some insight all right every time you start a story with i went to reddit it always ends poorly every time specifically you <laughs> I don't know, but I have some pretty good interactions on Reddit. You, on the other hand, seem to always get the, the shit end of the stick. It never ends well for you. Um, but in reality, I think this game is going to be fun. The main thing, though, is are they going to have the content, right? Mm -hmm. What What is the content flow going to be like? What is that battle pass or season pass going to be like? Are they going to give us new maps? Are we going to get new characters? Are we going to get cool skins? Are we going to get new game modes? That is the true measure of a good live service game. Obviously, we beat a dead horse with this. Halo Infinite had that problem. If this game comes out and we don't get new content for a month, then yeah, people are just going to drop off and there's not going to be enough of a player base. This sort of game, I feel like, already has a niche enough market that mm -hmm. the player base isn't going to be like massive like Halo Infinite was when it first when it first comes out. Um, so you got to really hook as many of those players as you can so that they don't leave the service because eventually it's going to get to a point where we just don't have enough people to make it worth it. And that's, that's that's funny you bring that up because one of my concerns is that the game won't have enough players because uh, I know thirty dollars is I think is a good price point for this great game. Price. Yeah, I think it's a great price point. The problem is June twentieth. Okay, you have Diablo four coming out the start. True, of June. you have 
Final Fantasy 16, I think, comes out two days after this. Oh. And I, listen, I don't know how much crossover there is between those games and the Crash community, but right. say you are like, okay, I can buy one, maybe two video games this month. Are you mm. picking up Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 16, or are you picking up Crash Team Rumble? All right. right? Like yeah. the mainstream is probably not going to, like, if they have a choice, they're not going to choose this game. And yep. that will make me worried for it. So that in in that sense, I understand people being like, maybe it should have been free to play. Just get those those people downloaded and get the numbers in. Or a DLC for Crash 4. I mean, I feel like that could have easily been a thing. I would have paid $30 for this. I feel like a lot of people might. <laughs> it would have been fun. For DLC and Crash 4. Um, yeah. my, my other... So that's my concern around the release date is just that it might get overshadowed, even if it's good. Even if it's good, like the previews are saying, just right. the, the amount of bandwidth people have, they might not be able to hop into this. Like me, I'm a player. I'm going to play Diablo 4, but I'm also going to play the crap out of this. And then yep. I'll play Final Fantasy 6. I'm excited for Final Fantasy 16, but I'm also not like, maybe I'll just play Crash D Rubble. I'm not breaking video. down a wall to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. But. yeah. Um, after the acquisition goes through, though, get this into Game Pass as soon as possible is my recommendation. Yes, get that player base numbers up, especially if, it, if it's doing well, then there's no rush. Right. But if the numbers are low, if it's not blowing up out the gate like people want, Game Pass will revitalize the player base at least for a bit. And then if the game's good, you'll have a sustained player base. All right. Like the market will correct us. If your game is bad, then nobody's going to stick around regardless. Right. Like, it's just how it's going to work. Going back to your point about even if the game is good, if there's not enough players, there's not enough players and you're not going to keep the service. I think we've seen a lot of that, especially in the last couple of years with live service games. For example, Knockout City last year was a game that I downloaded off of. It was on Game Pass. I played it for a few days and I had a really, really good time. It was a very fun multiplayer game. Really cool concept. Really fun dodgeball mechanic. I had a great time. Unfortunately, it just didn't have the player base. Um, and there was too many people wrapped up in other games because, I mean, there's too many other massive live service games out there that are commanding all of your time. WrestleQuest is another big live service battle royale game that recently had to go under, even though it had really good press, really you good You mean reviews. Rumbleverse. 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 Yeah, Rumbleverse. WrestleQuest is a turn-based <laughs> wrestling RPG yes, it is. You're that's right. coming out this year. <laughs> I mixed those two up. Rumbleverse. Um, for everything I heard about Rumbleverse was re really, really fun. A lot of big press folks in the in the industry were loving it good reviews unfortunately again just didn't capture enough people um and it's i don't think it's because it was a bad game it wasn't because they didn't have the content it was just there's too many games out there right now and it's very hard to sort of make yourself known right um and and hopefully crash has that name recognition enough that it can maintain a stable player base so that it can continue on for a couple of years mm -hmm. yeah listen i'm hopeful for that Okay, and the game just needs to be good. I'll find my character that I like yeah. to play. I have no problems. And it's, I I want to say, like, because I'm going to be wrapped up in Diablo 4. There's no doubt. The beta, oh, everyone is going to be crazy. Is, is yeah. But, like, I will play this game. I will give it a, a fair shot. And if it, if I only put like 10 hours in, it's $30. Like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get right. my money's worth regardless yep. of how long I play it. But I'm hoping that this will be the live service game that I, I can finally stick with because it's like Fall Guys and Fall that's guys, it. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, Fall Guys is perfect. <laughs> Funny story. I, uh, I was at Kyle's house the other day, my brother. 
for any new listeners. And he had just had surgery, so he, he couldn't really play games. But I played Fallout Fall Guys like on his account. Yeah. And he was like, go win me a crown. First game. I haven't played this game in months. Bastard. Got the crown. <laughs> I was like, this game is easy. <laughs> it's always like your first game back. Let me when I tell you my first three games of Fortnite ever in my life were victory royales. I'm not kidding. It was great. And then yeah. I haven't won one since. <laughs> can't can't do it. Can't repeat. Just- fall guys master over here but good luck yep. to crash team rumble i'm excited for it and uh everybody just be a little more positive about games yeah you know, just be they're positive. fun if they they're suck fun. they suck get your refund leave it alone jeez get your refund steam steam refund. you've never gone to a movie theater and walking out and been like damn that sucked but the popcorn was good <laughs> halloween ends i said that and you know yeah <laughs> um i will say like i said there's a beta so if you want to if you pre-order try the beta don't like it just cancel your pre-order exactly perfect Problem there solved. you go ethan that's actually all we have this week uh, a sure. little bit shorter show but uh, i was glad to spend some time with you uh you're overweight yeah. at the academy it was very um, fun yeah anyway where can people find you in the meantime on the discord i'm not talking as much now but uh every weekend i usually hop on or once a day i'll hop on so be a good time. We have we have pictures of our cute cats over at the yes. Discord. So if you want to come, uh, your cats are that. fat, by the way. Your cats are tubby how and fluffy. I'm just how calling it how it is. They're the cute. one. The one is a little chonky, but the other one is not fat. The bl- <laughs> they look the like walking bread loaves, Kevin. <laughs> no, no dude, dog. I love your cats. I'm just Yo, <laughs> we feed them half a cup of food a day. <laughs> they're not gonna get that much food. They're just okay. stoner cats. Whenever you leave for work, they're just. Token they do love catnip. Time. We'll put the catnip in there. Like, Ooh, there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can find me at the Muffin Mon on Twitter. It's a one seven I O O and seven A. Yeah, wow, I messed Whoa. it up. One hundred and twenty eight episodes. I finally. I even give you the hand cues for what it is. Yeah. Come on. Uh, you can follow us at Save Game Media over on Twitter to stay up to date with all of our latest. But we're gonna hop hop on out of here. Until next week. See ya. Peace.